Welcome back to another episode of the Colin Cernelia podcast on the Talent 409 Network. At Talent 409, we help athletes discover their talent altitude through workshops and seminars while increasing their opportunities for success on and off the field. If you are an athletic team or program, if you are a coach or an athletic director at the high school or collegiate level, please get in touch with us www.talent409.com. Contact us today to see how we're helping today's team leaders become the community leaders of tomorrow. Today's episode, I have Leroy Collins as a guest. Leroy is the president of the NFL Alumni Association in Central New York. He is also a former NFL player who grew up in the Central New York area was four yards shy of becoming the second running back in New York State history to rush for 5,000 yards in his prep career. He then went on to Alfred State Junior College before moving on to Louisville prior to the 1998 season, where he rushed 232 times for 1,228 yards and 22 touchdowns. He then spent the 1999 season with the Washington Redskins and the Jacksonville Jaguars, and now he is the president of Life Matters, an organization in central New York, which is about love, caring, and sacrifice. What can I do for others is the question. They are on a quest to raise awareness about the importance of donating. I'm really excited for this conversation with Leroy. I hope you enjoy it. But first, let's jam out a bit to the boss. All right, welcome everyone to the show. I have on the line with me today, Leroy Collins. Leroy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're a really great example to bring on today. Somebody that uh, played athletics, played at the highest level in a particular sport. In your case, uh, football played at the highest level. You also have uh, just truly a really inspiring story overcoming adversity and really doing a lot of great things now for the community. You're part of the central New York community, my, my hometown, and uh, it's really great to have you on. So I want to you know, jump right in and let you tell everyone uh, your story. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, like you said, football is my, is my love and it and has been my love since I'm eight, since I was eight years old. Um, when I first dis- um, discovered football, I was actually, uh, I was eight years old and I was in a wheelchair and and I watched my first NFL game ever and I said that I wanted to play that. And, you know, so I was in a wheelchair because I was in a car accident when I was um, a few years, um, a few years ago. Uh, car, I, was, I was in a car accident when I was, I was six years old and saying, so um, it, it, took, it took away my ability to walk. Um, I'm saying so at eight years old, once I sat down one day watching a, I was sitting down watching a football game and I saw the San Francisco 49ers playing and I decided I wanted to play football. And, uh, and I was telling everybody, I know I want to play football. I said, you know, I, I, I really want to play in the NFL. Uh, and everybody said, you know, I'm going to have a walk first and that might happen. You know? So that was, what, that's what I did. I just, I just started training every day to learn how to walk again. 
And the doctor said I was unable to walk. I, I wasn't able to walk again. But through the grace of God and just through hard work and, and you know what I mean, I just push myself every single day with the therapy. I, I just wake up three o'clock in the morning and learn how to try to learn how to walk again and just do these different things, man, it's just to take my first steps because I wanted to play in the NFL. Not knowing I had to take a whole lot of channels like Top Warner in high school and, and all in college and all that, all, all those different channels. But um, uh, that's when I first, first found the love of football when I was eight years old. So you're eight years old. Most of us, when we're that age, we haven't really gone through much adversity outside of maybe just not getting our way at a couple different things here and there. But, you know, when you're eight, it's for the most part, I think most of us, you know, live relatively painful, uh, free lives and, and there's not much adversity to overcome. You had gone through something really significant and you talked about how you identified the NFL, you know, watching the 49ers and, and knowing that you wanted to play football at a young age, I'd have to imagine that even given that you decided internally that that was something and a goal that you wanted to achieve, that you probably needed the support of others to, to help get you there, whether it was your doctors, whether it was family members. Can you talk to us a little bit about how maybe they influenced you and helped you get to your ultimate goal? Oh, yes. Um, so my mother was my biggest supporter. Um, you know, I used to go to her and uh, my, my, my mother and my uncle, and they were my biggest supporters because I, I went to my mother and said, I, I told her, I said, oh, I want to play in the NFL. And um, so she was like, she, she kind of, you know, didn't take like, what the doctor said, uh, you know, 100% about me not being able to walk again. Um, so she always wanted to have faith and wanted to give me any kind of encouragement that was going to get me to take steps. So she supported me. She bought me a football helmet. She bought me a football, she bought me everything, everything to do with, with that sport, just to encourage me to continue training, working harder, the helmet, which I slept in every night, <laughs> uh, thought it would get me closer to the NFL by sleeping in my helmet, but, uh, so she was, she was my support system by giving me the things that, uh, that, I, that I loved, that was giving me strength, and my uncle would come and um, practice me, practice, practice on walking up and down the halls with me, and helping me take steps, and, you know, just doing all the little strength training stuff that that was going to help um, help me help further me along. And I mean, just also he'll come watch football games with me and, and try to teach me the sport itself. And uh, so that, I think just that alone was also the strength and support that I needed to, um, to, to uh, also just to go further and, and recover as quick as I did. So you get to the point where you're able to walk again, and that's obviously a huge accomplishment. I don't care what age you are. If you lose the ability to walk, just from stories I've heard from yourself, Adam Telefario, who was a Penn State football player, went through an injury where he was paralyzed, had to learn to walk again. And everything I've read just says how difficult it is to do something that most of us take for granted on a daily basis. You get to that point where you're able to walk again, and now I feel like you you can probably see the dream a little bit clearer. You're starting to get playing time and get on the field. Can you talk to us about the evolution once you you know did get to start playing and what that was like and, and what you learned and, and how you ultimately made it uh, to the NFL? Yeah, so the, the, the journey the journey after I learned how to take my first steps, uh, my mom, like I said, she was a, a huge support system for me to walk again. Um, but she really wasn't a support system for me to actually play the game. She wanted to be that uh, 
be that strength to help me overcome and that adversity of uh, not being able to walk. Uh, so when, once I did start taking my first steps, and a month or two into me actually walking around on my own, uh, football season was coming around, Pop Warner. So I signed my, I wanted to sign up. I asked her, can I play? And just from being a coincident a couple of years prior, uh, you know, I died. And I died for actually. I died. Not to mention that part. I died for eight minutes in the, in the car accident. And, when I, and then when I I came back, I said I never walk or talk again. I was in a vegetative state. And um, and um, then after I came through and actually started talking, um, he said, "Well, he's talking, but I he definitely will not be able to walk again." And then said, "So, you know, so I overcame that adversity, but so my but." My mother said that there's no way I'm playing football because I just was in a, a, a horrible car accident a couple of years prior. So there's no way I'm playing football. So she wouldn't find my paperwork. So I got to, went to my uncle. My uncle kind of forged her name and said, so I played part one of football for two weeks before she found out. And, um, and I had a, still had a, a really, really noticeable limp that I still had. I wasn't walking straight, but I had a limp and I was still like getting a little bit. So she, um, she found out two weeks later. She took me off the team. I was horrified. I was, you know, I mean, crying. I was, you know, what I mean, I was. I went on. A, I went on a hunger strike for. I mean, for a little while. I was just like, I was just upset because I, I felt once I took my steps, I was closer to the NFL. And um, but then my uncle talked, talked my mother into it, and the coaches said, you know, we won't get him hurt. He just want to be on the team. He just want a uniform, so we'll make sure we protect him. Make sure he don't get hurt, and um, he won't play that much, basically. And um, and it was like for the first year of football, I was uh, I probably played like I say probably a total of ten minutes the entire season because with a minute or so left in the game, the coach would throw me in an offensive lineman or defensive lineman or something just to give me a, a little bit of playing time because but you know I was there, I was on a team, I had a uniform. Um, but then um, uh, one day, it all I mean that so that first year went by, but the second year went on kind of the same story. And then uh, uh, what happened is uh, he put me in a minute left in the game. Our guy ran the ball. He fumbled it. Their defense picked it up, ran down the field, and actually caught the guy. I passed everybody in our team and caught the guy before he scored another touchdown. And uh, everybody looked at me different. I wasn't a, I wasn't a crippled kid. I wasn't a handicapped kid, the kid with the limp um, that everybody was trying to protect. I was a guy that they see that we can use this kid. And, and that's when my future kind of started. They put me at receiver. I, I caught my first touchdown pass that, sec, that, uh, that second year, 35 yard touchdown pass. I caught the second year. And then they started putting me at running back. And then, you know, I went on to high school, Hudson High. I broke the New York State rushing record. I got to win the junior college. I played at junior, junior college All American um, at Alfred State. And, um, and then I got scholarship at the University of Louisville. And then from there, I broke seven records at the University of Louisville. And then I, I, you know, when I entered the draft and I got assigned to the agent of Washington Redskins. So my journey was, it was a long journey. Um, but uh, that vision I had, that dream and vision I had when I was eight years old actually came true with that. And I don't think nobody saw it but me. And I mean, that's how I think that's how most dreams and vision, visions happen. But I, I was the only one that saw it happening. And, um, and, and even the bumps and bruises that I took along the way, I stayed on the path that I, that was going to, to get me to my dream and that's why I think I made it because I saw myself there and that's why I think I made it. Wow, that's really an inspiring story and I knew the first time I got an opportunity to to listen to you speak, I knew I had to meet you and I'm glad that we were able to connect and able to 
continue to have conversations like this and, and now tell your story on this platform to everybody. I mean, to be able to play at the highest level, I think all of us who play sports when we're a kid, that's a dream of ours. But not only to go through the adversity that you did and then make it, I mean, it's just really an awesome story and, and so inspiring. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Oh, no, thank you for thank you for listening. Yeah. So tell me, was there? Do you think that when you decided that you wanted to play football, and then you got the opportunity to play, and as you grew and as you developed as just a, a human being, do you think playing football actually made you a better person and better prepared you for life after sports? Uh, absolutely. Um... I always looked at football as a, as a way of life uh, because it taught you teamwork, it taught you hard work, it taught you respect, discipline. Um, it just taught you so much that, that life offers to, be, to have a successful life. Um, football taught me those things. And, I mean, I was able to um, – and also caring and connect well with others. Um, I'm able to respect my elders, respect the community. Um, I'm able to um, – you know, just just work hard at uh, at a goal, and you know, just so all these different things aspects that, that football has to be successful football player, and you need those same attributes and, and and skills for life itself. And I think it taught me a lot, and that's why I think that. And also caring, you got to care a lot about something. I care a lot about the sport, so I transition to care about a lot of other stuff that I put my my work and my and my, and my vision into. Tell us a little bit about. You, you mentioned your mother a bunch of times being a, a really big influence on your life and even your uncle trying to help you out when maybe she wasn't as willing uh, and trying to protect you a little bit. Were there any coaches or any administrators, teachers, anything along the way in your journey that really stood out to you and helped shape you even further? Yeah, uh, my coach, uh, Coach Woody, um, he's, he's passed now, but Coach Woody was that was that father figure coach that really believed in me um he was that guy that 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 told me leroy he said uh, everything you do now is gonna uh it's gonna be a result of what your future gonna look like he said so that you would say the things you do now is gonna it's gonna be gonna it's gonna show up in the future and he said so you want to make sure you always do the right things in the right place say the right things and you know, the right because it um, because it, it's going to be there, and I'm um, saying so. I always, it always stuck with me because uh, I grew up with a lot of uh, a lot of people, and, and we all went in a lot of different directions. And I just looked at it back, like you know, I could have been in those some of those situations um, if I didn't have that that you know that saying in the back of my head that you know, you know I mean, your your what you do today is gonna it could be a result in the future if you if you're not careful. So I, I, I was grateful for uh, Coach Woody, and also just not just in life itself. He was telling me just about the things I do, but just as far as sports, man, always t- tell me, you know, in order to play this game at the highest level, you can't hesitate. If you hesitate, you got to play with a certain type of bravery, a certain type of courage that's going to allow you to excel way beyond the next of your opponent. You know what I mean? And you always want to be the best player on the field, and and also just always about the hesitation thing. That, that was always stuck with me is about. When you hesitate, you set yourself a failure when you're in the game. And and I noticed that 
I probably did that a little bit uh, when I did because of the fact that I was. I mean, everybody was trying to protect me. Uh, don't get hurt. Don't do this. Don't do that. So, I mean, that kind of, kind of stuck with me a little bit. I'm trying to be extra cautious because I don't want to get hurt again or break more bones. I'm fragile, whatever. So, he, he's like, no. He said, yo, break that. He said, get rid of that attitude and, um, and play this game to the fastest, hardest, strongest. Um, ability that you can and don't hesitate and you'll be the most successful running back Hudson ever had and uh, he was right and then I just did it and he's just and I broke I ended up breaking New York State rushing record high school record and, and you know what I mean so that helped me out a lot to break over you know there's a crossover from being a good running back to a great running back that's great I think there can be something bad that can happen pretty much in anything that you do right so to be able to say, hey, I'm confident in my abilities, I'm confident in my preparation and the way that I'm going about things and go out there and be successful takes a really strong person to be able to do that. So I love that you were able to to grow into that uh, with the help of a coach and, and even through your own uh, learning experiences as well. That's really great. Can you give us a piece of advice Obviously, and we're going to get into this in a, in a little bit more uh, in, in just a bit, but someone that is looking, you know, most of us don't unfortunately get the opportunity to play at the, at the highest levels. Uh, a lot of us, you know, get to play in high school and, and a few of us get to play in college. And for the most part, we have to, to learn to transition after that. If you could give one piece of advice to a student athlete right now, about how to make that transition a little bit easier from life after sports, what would be that advice? Well, my, my advice is uh, is prepare yourself for for life after football. That means that you're in school, you have your studies. Um, you have to work hard in your studies. Um, you have to that football is going only for a short time, and 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 I had to learn it. Go back. I had a learning disability, and uh, and that's when my mother came into play. When she came in really strong, she helped me so much with my with my, with my studies. So I had I had a learning disability that that prevented me from from learning like the rest of the kids, like the, the kids that was uh, that I grew up with. So I had to take extra courses. I had to do tutoring. I had to summer school. I had to do a lot of stuff that uh, that kind of forced me into um a lot of stuff that kind of forced me into. Um, extra studying, and so I knew that. Um, so the thing that is, my, I had a learning disability when I was uh, growing up, and and all I thought about was football, football, football. And my mother, my best enforcer, said, "You know what? You need you need your studies. You need this because football might not be there for you all the time. Said, so you got to work extra hard on your on your education to get a degree. Uh, this is before college." And so I never really took that into account until, um, until I, you know, until I found out how far behind his classes and studies I were. So once I started, once I started getting to that, I, I kind of focused, focused a lot more on my, on my future after sports. Um, you know what I mean? So I went to school, I went to school, to school to school for basketball. I actually went to school to try to get an actual degree that was going to help me in the future. And I, I just took extra. I just had to do extra stuff in order to to make sure I'm successful on the on the field and off the field. That's awesome. You mentioned earlier in our conversation about 
learning to care about the sport of football really helped propel you to really great heights and also has just really crossed over into a lot of the things that you're doing in your life now or that you've done in the past. How do you get to that point where you care so much about something? Like, I, I don't feel like you just see something and, and it's not it's not always love at first sight, right? So there's got to be some way that you grow into caring so much that it, it becomes almost second nature. Is there anything in particular that clicks with you when it comes to that? Yes, I think that the, the preparation for this game, um, prepare myself like just the run faster, stronger, the knowledge of it, understanding it, reading about it, watching it, um, hearing about it, enjoying hearing about it. I think all those things um, kind of made it made it a, a passion for me. I'm saying, and especially when I saw when I saw when I saw myself playing when I was younger, when I was unable to walk, and then I think it was it just something that resonated. I mean, that, that just like stuck with me like so much that it became part of me uh, because the reason why I got up and started to try to walk was because of the game. And then I started preparing myself. Like when, at summertime when the kids are, are playing games or doing nothing or hanging out, I was working out. I was training because I wanted to be the best. My goal was always to be the best player on the field. I always wanted to be the top in the, in the class. I wanted to be the top in the, in every category. It's just, it just a, a thing with me wanting to be the best, uh, especially me coming up from the wheelchair. Um, they told me that there's nothing I cannot do. I was able to do whatever I wanted to do. I just had to put my mind to it. I had to put my, my hard, work, hard, put hard work behind it and, um, and just have faith. And I mean, so uh, I truly believe the preparation and just preparing myself for it, understanding it, reading it, learning about it, watching all the time, develop that passion for for the game itself. And it made me, made me love the game even more about knowing more about it and preparing for it. I was willing to, I was willing to sacrifice um, a lot of uh, play time and hanging out time to get better at the game. Yeah, I love that. Preparation, that's one of my big things too. And, and the fact that you keep Going back to that as one of your key attributes towards caring about something, towards being successful, I can really relate to that as well uh, and appreciate that. Now you've transitioned post-playing career. You are a part of the NFL Players Association in Central New York. You run your own company uh, called Planet. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, how you got into some of these ventures, and what you're looking to do in the future. Yeah, so um, I, I, this is just it, go, it goes back to me believing that I can do whatever I want to do, and uh, like you said, Planet Planet is uh, is one of my old companies that that with technology. I, I don't know anything about technology. About you heard me say before, I had a, I had a learning disability. It takes me harder to learn learn things not, not like everybody else I have to because I had brain trauma growing up um, from the car accident so I had to learn I learned, learned differently so so basically I, I I taught myself how to code how to you know me how to how to write code to you know me it's an app that I'm building and planet is a plan is a planning app and um so and it, the basically is to make people life easier with planning and you know, I wrote a book and in a way that I I started to write a book is because I had to read a book I, I told myself um, it was January 
2016. It actually was it was actually November 2015. I told myself in January 1st, 2016, I was gonna make a new resolution and I was gonna do something I never did before. And I said I was gonna read a book from cover to cover. And even though as I'm sitting here today, uh, or even back in 2014, um, I had two master degrees. I have still have not yet to read a book from cover to cover. So I decided that I was going to do that for my New Year's resolution. So after I read one book, I read a second book, I read a third book. And then after I read my fourth book, I finished it. I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. So I ended up writing a book. And my book is being edited right now. And it should be, should be hopefully be released this before, before Christmas this year. That's awesome. That's such a, a great evolution and, and growth. And you're always challenging yourself. Like you said, you had two master's degrees, but for whatever reason, you just never had the desire to read a book from start to finish. You put your mind to it, you did it, and now you're writing a book. And that's great. I, I really hope, I know you told me uh, about it when we met, and I really do hope it's uh, out before Christmas. Be a nice gift uh, to give people and we can keep uh, listeners up to date on that as you get some updates through that editing process as uh-huh. well. Uh, anything else uh, that you have coming up? I know you've been doing some runs uh, throughout the central New York area. Anything upcoming on the calendar that you want to let the listeners know about if they want to get involved? Yeah, so so basically what I, I about eight years ago I had this vision and it's like it's like something something really really got about me having dreams and wanting to put the dreams into reality. I had a vision of uh, running running uh, you know five Ks to bring awareness to organizations that that kind of get left in a, in a shuffle, maybe kind of look behind and, and that do that do great things for their community and just don't have the reach to help as many people as they like to help. So I actually I, I developed this organization called Life Matters. Uh, you can find us life matters on Facebook, and basically what it is, we run five Ks to bring awareness and recognition to organizations to help help them raise donations, help them to you know help help more people, and to give them the you know I mean the, their organization the, the boost that they need to to be more successful. And uh, we have, right now we, we we just finished our third run on Sunday, and uh, we have our, our next run coming up um, on uh, September 29th. And you know, we're going to keep running these five Ks in each city. We run over five K, and we will acknowledge every every non for profit organization that do great things for the community. So every last one organization will get recognized, and we will run for them. And we started off with three people running with us, and now we have up to twenty people that's running these five Ks with us. And um, and I'm hoping to be bigger. The more the more people we have to run these five Ks, the more the, the awareness, the more spread awareness will um, will that's awesome life matters on facebook leroy i know you're on linkedin if people want to get in touch with you is there any other social platform or email that people can reach out if they have questions or want to learn more information yeah absolutely you can reach me on um, um my email address is leroy.collins23 at gmail and um uh, i'm on facebook um on instagram you can find my instagram as well is uh, Leroy Collins twenty three on Instagram, and uh, uh, my, you know what I mean. So you can reach all those plat in those platforms to reach out to me, and um, and and definitely I would love to. I enjoy telling my story because it's you know what I mean it's a it's a part of me, and I think that what I do now is also I go talk to 
people to help them up, uplift them up that that's in a situation that they have trouble with adversity with struggling or getting getting over the hump and trying to find that trying to get them to that that stuck that stuck state and can't find that boost so like i go talk to organizations schools i i just i give them that i'm saying my story and my my adversity my challenges and that it will help them find their power to be successful yeah, and I can personally say from experience, if an organization or an individual is listening to this and wants to have Leroy come by and speak, it's definitely worth your time and, and efforts. He's uh, got a really great message, and I know he touched on it a little in this conversation today, but uh, he's got a lot more to, to offer uh, everybody. Leroy, we'll put that contact information in the show notes as well uh, for everybody, uh, so I appreciate you providing that. And I appreciate you taking some time here to jump on today. Oh, no, I appreciate it for having me, man. I, I thank you very much. I'm glad you had the time to, um, to listen. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Leroy. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you. Bye. Thanks again to Leroy Collins for hopping on the pod today. Check out his stuff. He's doing a lot of really great things for the Central New York community. Again, I just want to remind people at Talent 409, We help athletes discover their talent altitude through workshops and seminars while increasing their opportunities for success on and off the field. Talent altitude is the idea that player development is more than just physical. Learning traits and qualities related to leadership development will help you in competition on the field and also prepare you for life after sports. So again, if you are a coach, an athletic director, an athletic team or program, feel free to reach out to us. Visit our site, www.talent409.com. We are also on Facebook, Instagram at Talent409 and LinkedIn, talent409.com. Thanks for taking some time to listen to the pod today. Take it easy.